Welcome back to another edition of My Dream Team. We've got a bit of a different thing this week where we've asked a local legend, Chris Bunce, or Mr. Old South Indians, as you may know him, to pick a combined side from the South End side of the park and the Old South Indian side of the park, and he's going to captain it. So without further ado, welcome, Chris. So first question. Hi, Scott. When did, when did you make your debut for the Old South Indians? When or where? When, what year? Um, um, well, most people were probably not even born when I made my debut. It was 1980. 1980. And can you remember where and, and who um, against? I can remember where. It was at Tillingham, um, just out by um, near Burnham. And um, it was in yeah, 1980. And in fact, in September, I took my wife out for dinner on her birthday and... Uh, we managed to pop to Tillingham to have a look at the ground. <laughs> Who said Romance? A week, dead, week after a, yeah, a week after the end of the season. So that was that was quite nice. Very but nice. I hadn't been there. I hadn't been there since 1980, which was good. Fair enough. So you've obviously played a lot of pe- lot of players over the years. When when did you make your first team debut for Old South Indians? Uh, first team debut was 1985 at the age of 15. Um, and I can still remember the game. It was against um, a team called Eden Manor, yeah. who um, don't even exist anymore, I don't believe, uh, um, up in London. And um, at 15 years of age, I was facing a guy called Don Shippey, who um, the older members of your club may remember, um, but he was a big West Indian chap and uh, was the quickest bowler I have uh, had faced at that time by quite a long way. Um, I managed to hang around for a very slow 33 and it's funny the way these things sort of stay in your memory but uh, that was my de- debut and uh, it just carried on from there and uh, played every season since until this year. And you've, you've, you've retired now? I've decided to pack up at the end of the year yeah which uh, I think most teams have had enough of me so um, I was getting slower and slower and uh, the time's uh, right for some youngsters to come in and uh, and take nice. over, and uh, I shall go and enjoy a few games of golf, but still, obviously, be involved with the club where I can yeah. be. That's good. Okay, so on your one to eleven, uh, two openers. Who are you pushing out the door to open for you? Um, so the two the two people I'm sending out to open, um, both old South Indian players. Um, a lot of you, your members will remember this chap who came over to. Old South Indians in about 1999, I believe. Um, South African, or Zimbabwean actually, but uh, we got him from South Africa and um, he ended up playing for us for five or six seasons. Um, James Blackmore, um, left-handed bat, absolute quality batsman, hit the ball all around the park, um, but never looked in any hurry at all. So uh, would have just accumulate runs very, very, at a nice rate. Um, and um, yeah, just a consistent seven, eight, nine hundred runs a season chat. Um, the only person, up the only on person our... I've seen score a league 200. Sorry, Scott. Sorry, I was going to say, he turned up on our cricket tour in 2009, I think. Spears, he got into play a game, scored 100, as Fantastic. you say. Yeah, just turned up, got 100, went home. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't the best in the bar. Um, enjoyed a drink now and again, but uh, his cricket was his main focus. Um, 
the only person I saw score a league 200 um, in a game I played. So I uh, hadn't seen that from anyone else. Nice. But, so he's, uh, he's definitely my number one. Obviously, having a left-hander at the top of the order is um, really useful. And with him? And then with him, uh, Robert Johnston. Um, probably a lot of your members wouldn't know Robert Johnston as Robert Johnston. Um, commonly known as Wobbly. Yeah. Um, most people know Wobbly in local cricket over the last 15 to 20 years. Um, I was captain um, when he first came into the side at the age of about 16. Um, was a bit of a rabbit in headlights when he first played. His first game was up at Brentwood. Um, when Brentwood were in, I think we were being in Division 1 at the time, and uh, it was against Brentwood. And uh, he certainly found out what first-team cricket was about quite quickly. Yeah, that's right. Um, when he come off, he was, uh, he was black and blue. Um, <laughs> but he proved to be a really, really good, um, really, really good bat. Um, hit the ball on the, along the ground um, an awful lot, um, but was equally uh, as good behind the stumps. Um, but because he's opening the batting, I haven't uh, got him down as my wicketkeeper. Yeah, okay. That's a good, good opening pair. As you say, a bit of variety, left, right hand, different areas. Yep. So that's good. Okay, and number three, we'll move on to. Uh, number three was a, a guy who again joined Old South End in the South Church in the mid nineties. Um, again, as an overseas player, but we struggled to get rid of him even more than uh, James Blackmore. He stayed with us for, I think it was nine or ten seasons in the end. Um, I think you'll remember him, uh, Scott, a guy called Des Beckett. Yeah, um, I met him once, I think. A brute of a man. Yeah, yeah, he was a big old guy, Des, but um, a heart of gold. Um, fantastic club member. Would do anything for anyone. Um, and the club was, uh, wasn't was as good a place when, unfortunately, he uh, ended up being asked to leave the country for some reason. Oh, um, right, okay. Because he'd outstayed his welcome. He, he actually got married and um, ended, up, ended up having to uh, leave the country because his visa had expired, which was... A, a real shame because, um, as I say, he got married and was paying his taxes, but he just didn't do his paperwork properly, which has meant he hasn't been able to come back. Um, nice, but he was, um, as you say, a brute of a man and a destructive batsman on his day. Um, the sort of guy that if you didn't get him out before he got 10 and settled in, you were in trouble. Um, and he would score runs very, very quickly by just hitting the ball out the park. I said, yeah, the word, um, the word I got given to me twice when I asked two people about Desi's batting was animal. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, absolutely. With the bat, not nothing personal, but yeah, with, as a batsman, no. destructive batsman. So good bloke to have. Yeah, it was always very good. Always very good being at the other end to him because you just had no pressure in having to score quickly. Okay. And number four? Uh, number four... Um, it's myself. Yourself. Good. So I'd be, bat I'd, I'd be batting four in that, um, in that line-up just because I'm captain. And as captain, I'll bat where I want. Um, so I'd put myself number four. In reality, probably a toss-up. Toss -up, I could probably bat anywhere in the top six or seven and would bat where the side needed me at the time. But I would start at, start at four and might work my way down depending on the, how well it was going on conditions. Okay. Yeah, so, we, so, um, so at four will be myself, and then at five, the first second we'll player. Come to, we'll come um, on to five in a minute, Chris. So when, right. when you've got the fixtures at the start of the year, 
was Southend the one yeah. you looked for? Um, if, if they were in the same league as us, obviously it yeah. was always more competitive when they were. Um, and I always, um, I always enjoyed playing games against Southend. Um, I think um, there's probably a lot of people who think that we actually hated each other, as in clubs, but I don't believe that. I think we had a um, healthy rivalry. Um, and I certainly enjoyed a beer after the game with all the South End guys, as whether it be in our clubhouse or in the South End clubhouse. Yeah, that's, that's um, what I was going to say, that I played a couple of first-team games uh, against you, and they were quite feisty, nothing, nothing too... Nothing yep. across the line, but, but, but two, both teams would always have a beer in the ground it was played on. Probably two pints in, go back to yeah, north. I said, yeah, nothing was ever carried over, yep. nothing crossed the line. I didn't think it was hard cricket, but as you say, friendly afterwards, as it should be. Yeah, and I think that's uh, one of the things that I certainly miss a little bit. I think the social side um, in cricket these days has certainly changed due to the length of the game and the time that you're you're away, um, you know, the length of the game's got longer, in my opinion. We used to start at two o'clock years ago. We now, you know, games are starting at half twelve now. Um, and I think that has had a big effect on the social side. But I'm a great believer in, uh, you know, you have uh, these relationships with clubs. And, yeah, the cricket's hard on the field, but afterwards you enjoy a beer. Yeah, no, I agree. So, uh, on to five now. So on to five, um, probably I would think looking at my side, the <laughs> certainly comfortably the youngest member of the side. Um, and it's someone that um, I played against in the latter part of my career. Um, South End player, um, joined them from Hadley probably eight or nine years ago. Yeah, um, 2013. I think unfortunately has... Um, now left Southend, I don't know whether that's true, gone to yeah. Westcliff, is that right? Yeah, he has, yeah. Um, so, that, you know, that's sad because, you know, at least he, he, he showed some loyalty um, there. But I, um, I thought this lad was an exceptional talent, um, both with bat and ball. And uh, to have in the middle order of any side, um, would, 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 you know, is, is good for any side. Um, so, yeah, Joe Robbins would be my number five. Um, just again, another destru destructive batsman, a little bit like Des Beckett. Um, from what I've heard and what I've seen, again, you need to get him out early. Because yeah. if he stays in for that, you know, for five or ten overs, he's going to score runs very, very quickly. So if he gives you a chance early, early on, you've got to take it. Um, but a quality player, um, and, and still only young, he's still got his probably better years as a batsman's, batsman to come. So, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, it's a, a big loss for Southend Cricket Club, but uh, I'm sure he'll, uh, you'll see him score lots of runs on the local scene over the next few years. Oh, I don't doubt that, yeah. Good, good cricketer, good guy as well, good, good round. Uh, yeah, good really family. good guy. Yeah, uh, are we going uh, to talk about bowling on these people a little bit later? Cause, uh, yeah, we'll come to you In my side... We're obviously talking batting, but I picked a lot of all-rounders. Well, I think when you get critters of that level, there's very few who just can do one. Most can bat and bowl. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course, so, yeah. Is your number six a, a batsman or another all-rounder? So, number six is um, a guy who um, was certainly a stalwart for South End for, for probably 
10 of the last 15 years, maybe a few more. Um, but uh, a, a good bat, hit the ball very hard. Um, so it's Ben Watham. Um, played a lot of cricket against Ben um, in the days where there was some real healthy rivalry, when both clubs were doing quite well. Um, and on his day, yeah, he could be really destructive. Um, probably would have scored more runs if he didn't bowl as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, really destructive player. Um, and what I liked about Ben was he was hugely competitive. Um, again, didn't mind upsetting the opposition, but generally off, off the field afterwards, it was all forgotten. And, uh, yeah, you could always enjoy a beer in the bar afterwards. With him. Yeah, and it's ben, a shame really that he um it's a shame really that he sort of packed up so early. Um I don't I know he had some injury problems, but you know he packed, probably packed up before his prime batting wise. Yeah, we'd like to get him back to play when we can. And as you say, one of the biggest examples of white line fever, Ben, isn't he? Like you say, cross the line, yeah. complete pain in the backside. But then once the game's finished, nicest bloke in the world, really. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I um, guess when, when there was rivalry, he was probably at the forefront of a few words. and. Oh, yeah, I, I always used to enjoy, uh, you know, and, and, and um, certainly we'll get onto his bowling a little bit later, but, you know, we had some really, really good battles over the years. And uh, as I say, the, only, you know, the mark was only over, over, overtrodden in my eyes occasionally, but... It was all quickly, you know, he's one of those characters you can't, can't but like, really, can you? No, that's right, yeah. Spot on. Um, and so then... Um, yeah, sorry, carry on. Seven? Yeah, go on, sorry, just on seven. Um, well, just to guarantee a run out um, in the side, I thought I'd better pick his father. Um, I'm going to hope that they don't bat together because I think it would uh, always be a problem running between the wickets with your father because... Uh, I used to have all sorts of trouble. Um, but his dad um, was, would be my vice-captain. Um, a really, really good, experienced team player. Um, you know, you'd want him in front of you when you're going into battle because whenever Steve come out to, the, come out to bat, he would, uh, in my mind, always be the wicket that he wanted. If you could get him out early, it would almost send a shiver through the rest of the side. Um, and I played a lot of cricket against Steve and every time we seemed to play against each other and you'd have Southend in a bit of trouble, he'd always come out and get a 45 or a 50 um, and put you back under pressure. Um, just a, a difficult person to remove um, and just, again, would accumulate runs quite easily all around the ground. Um, but more of a, you know, a, a, an 80s and 90s player that I played against rather than a I didn't play. I don't think I ever played with him and Ben in the same side. Would you say he was totally different to Ben on the pitch? <laughs> yeah, he was a gentleman. <laughs> where, <laughs> whereas, chalk and uh, cheese. Whereas, yeah, chalk and cheese. But you know, both of them great in their own way. Um, I, I've just got uh, something written down here. I've got uh, for Steve, Mister Reliable, um, and you, you could always rely on him. And Southend Cricket Club, you know. So he was a, a brilliant servant for you for many, many years. Yes. Okay, uh, so number eight for you. Is this your keeper? This is my keeper. Um, I don't think a lot of your guys will know this guy, but he played for Old South Indians for about 10 years. 
Okay. Um, there's a guy called Dave Johnson. Um, we used to call him Yorkie. Came down from Yorkshire from uh, Pudsey St Lawrence. Okay. Moved into the area um, early 90s. Probably played through to about 2000, 2001 maybe. Um, but was a real quality wicketkeeper. Only a small slender guy. Um, but brilliant hands. Um, and uh, a useful bat. Really useful bat. Um, would often... Um, you know, score your 30 and 40 down at 7, 8, 9, 10, um, which would, uh, you know, help you get to a total or help you win a game. The issue with Dave was that he preferred his drinking to his cricket, so it was very difficult to get him out of the bar to play play games on occasions. And uh, in the end, I think he, um, you know, that's what led to him retiring from cricket. You know, he preferred to be down the pub on a Saturday than out there in the middle, which was a real, real shame. Um, but he now lives back in Yorkshire. Um, I've lost touch with him, really, but a, a really good servant for the club. I think he was skipper for about six months at one point uh, for one season. Um, but, yeah, a, a really good uh, bat, batsman wicketkeeper. And you need a good keeper with these bowlers as well, so... Yeah, you would. And uh, the great thing about Dave was he was fantastic standing up. Um, and with the side I've picked, I need a wicketkeeper that can stand up. Yep, so, okay, so number nine, we're on to now. Number nine, um, I, I described this bloke as a nuisance. Um, if anyone knows him now and bumps into him in the town, um, a lot of the time you wish you'd turn the other way and, and hidden because um, certainly when you meet him and he's had a drink, he can be a pain in the neck. Um, but Riff Buter, uh, probably one of the best um, spinners in local cricket for a long, long period of time. Um, played for um, Westcliff, played for South End for a long yeah. time, and also played a couple of years with Old South Indians. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I capped him. Riff was always good to have him in the side. He used to really wind the opposition up um, to a point where he used to get wickets where batsmen have almost uh, blown their top um, because of what you know Riff would say to them and. Uh, yeah, he was a good person to have on your side, but hard work to play against. Yeah, I was going to say you've, you've got uh, some com- you've got some combative cr- cricketers in your lineup. You have to be a bit of a diplomat, captain, in these, Chris. I think. Yeah, I did. I did say that to you, didn't I, beforehand? Yeah. That uh, it'll be no, an I'm... interesting side to captain. But yeah, Riff Riff always scored useful runs as well down the order. Um, you could always rely on him to get you know play the game to the conditions. So if you needed someone to score a few quick runs, he could try and do it. If you needed someone to hold an end up to play for a draw, um, yeah, he was always very, very useful down the order. Left arm spinner, wasn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah so another, another base yeah. covered. You've got caught me there. I was, yeah, left, left arm spinner. And yeah, um, yeah he, he didn't turn, he did turn the ball, but he would often not turn the ball to get wickets. Yeah. So he was a clever, clever bowler, Riff, um, and um, yeah, always. I, I, it was always a challenge batting against him, but always good to have him in your side. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ten and eleven almost come as a pair, I believe. Well, they do. Yes, um, Slaughter and Grids um, played an awful lot of cricket with both of them over a long, long period of time. Um, I deal with 
you know, to be fair, um, they're both be moaning if one of them was 10 and one of them was 11. But in, with the cricket that I played with them, probably wouldn't, wouldn't separate them really um, on runs scored. Uh, both on their day could score runs. Um, but equally as unreliable with the bat, you know. Um, so what you got out of those two was the bonus um, in the time that I played cricket with them. Um, Slaughter's obviously early on in his career scored fair fair few runs. I think with Southend to start with, then on to Hadley, then came to the old boys. Um, but uh, yeah, with us was really in the side for his bowling, so we'd bat very very low down. But again, once a year might get you twenty or thirty. And the, and, and the same with grids at eleven. But play. Right, sorry, mate. Yeah, just cut out for a sec. I'm still here. Yeah, good. So, yes, yeah, Slaughter's yeah, bowling. So sorry, Slaughter. Uh, Dave's sorry. bowling. We're on. Dave's bowling. Yeah, he was, um, to be honest, the two spinners, when, you know, if we got a total down at South Church Park, I would just get the two spinners on as early as I could. Um, I wouldn't worry too much. If you've got 200 on the board, you know, people still rib me now for picking fast bowlers or medium pace bowlers in the side. You know, why did I bother? Um, so a lot of the time we just used to open the bowling with slots and grids. <clears throat> but that was in the days where you didn't necessarily have to take the new ball. Right, yeah. I'm so that rather, rather spoilt it. Um, when, the, when the new ball had to be taken, it almost spoilt it for us because we would uh, open with slots and grids old ball um, and then once you got five or six wickets down you'd take the new ball and bring the quickies on yeah. and uh, it was always a good a good formula that won us a lot of, lot of cricket matches over the years and Grids as a bowler? Uh, grids as a bowler is probably um, underrated um, yeah. with oppositions, not by, not by people that he plays with uh, but oppositions, I, I think they um, underrate grids because he actually didn't turn the ball much but with grids it was all in the flight and the pace very um, good at using the crease I thought yeah his angle used to change yeah. um, so he's, he would change his angles he would um, vary his pace a lot um, and uh, yeah a lot of the time the batsman would think that there was going to be more happening than it actually was um, but if you look at grids career he's got so many people out where people have thought they'd have a go at him and uh, and they haven't quite managed to. Uh, and that's all to do with the flight of the ball. Yeah, and a very, very clever bowler, Mike, as you say, underrated yeah. by a lot of people who play against him. Yeah, it's a shame really that he's, you know, he's um, probably three or four years younger than me. I think he's probably 46, 47, um, and uh, probably hasn't played as much cricket as he should in the last 10 years. Uh, because of his various jobs that he uh, he does, obviously, um, cause him sort of issues getting away uh, um, to play. Um, but would have got an awful lot more wickets had he sort of turned up on time, you know, being able to play every week. Um, it would have helped him a lot more. But a really, really good person to have uh, in your side. And, it, you know, when you look at that, there's three slow bowlers what an asset most teams spinners spinners wins you get when you game of cricket in uh, in the Essex league whatever league you play and if you've got three good spinners 
you don't really need a lot more. No, that's it. Well, as we, as we go back to two rounders, would Ben and Joe take a new ball? Yeah. Pretty yeah, I would probably say that, um, well, to be fair, I've got four people that would take the new ball, to be fair. In fact, five. It's, it just would depend on, con- I, I was yeah. sort of thought about that, and it would depend on conditions. Because you work it out, you've got, um, you've got Ben. Yeah, yeah, so on a hard, fast track, you know, Ben running in with the wind behind him can be a handful. Yeah, nipping it about slightly. Um, you've got Joe perhaps doing the same, but just back of a length a little bit more than what um, Ben would be. Yeah. Um, again, nipping it around. And then you've got um, his dad, Steve, swinging the ball. So at South Church Park, you know, you've got the tide in. Steve used to be a handful swinging the ball. Um, so that's an option. And then you've got Beckett and Blackmore, both medium quick bowlers who'd seen the ball, um, both of them swinging it. So I'm, I'm spot for choice, really. So you, you and Wobbly stand at slip, let the others, you do the bowling. No, Wobbly would definitely not be at slip. <laughs> Wobbly would be fine leg. Fair enough. Because I wouldn't want to listen to him um, unless I had to. Um, but again, you know, Wobbly's there. If you, anything happens to your wicket keeper, you've got a really good, really good replacement to come yeah. in. Um, so when I look at that side, I just think really, really well covered. I think that would be a hard side to beat locally. It'd be great to put it together on a, you know, if we could wind the clock back virtually and, and, and have that as a side. When, when you said to me about uh, but, grids might be a bit... Bit work, bit high at eleven. If yeah, if it came down to grids batting, something's gone wrong that side because you shouldn't need slaughter and grids yeah. to bat with that with that batting. Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. And then there were some there were some other people that um, sort of sprung to mind um, who I just couldn't get in the side. You've got people like Ian Heiser. Yeah. Um, you know, Ian was a big big cricketer for Southend for many many years, captain the club. But I just couldn't find a place for him in that in that eleven. Um, you've got stalwarts like you know Johnny Heiser. I didn't really play a lot of cricket with Johnny, but highly competitive. Um, yeah. I played a few games against him in his latter part of his career. But you know, I hear stories of Johnny being you know a great player when he was younger. And then you've got you know people like Ken Porter, Peter yeah. Norris. Um, you know, Peter Norris played for both clubs. Um, really good opening bowler. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm going back 30 years, um, so you know, people wouldn't. But there's, you know, there's lots of people that I could have included. Um, I would challenge anyone who who says there's better people to come in than than the 11 that I've picked there. Um, obviously, because we couldn't, we could only do overseas players that had been here for a period of time. Yeah, that's right. We, you get if you get an overseas. So Farhad Masood or Mongia who played for you, you, you expect them to be yeah. top quality, don't you? And you get that yeah. part of them. I, I must admit, when I, started, when I started writing this, I didn't, um, <laughs> I, I didn't actually read your bit about non-overseas non, um, who've flown in for the year. Because Mongia was my first wicketkeeper. Well, um, any he would, have knocked, he would have knocked Dave Johnson off. Having seen him keep wicket... Um, and, uh, you know, he stood up to a guy called Duncan Raggett. I don't know whether you remember Duncan Raggett. Um, yeah. Duncan on his day, was, he was quick. Um, and Mongear was just standing up to him while we were 30 yards back at slip. 
um, and taking the ball down the leg side and stumping people. So uh, he would have made the side comfortable. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, as you say, it's a, it's a good side. You've got all bases covered there, Chris, I think. And it's a I think so. Good, and as I say, it's a pretty good social side we, as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It'd be great if we could uh, reenact it and all, all, all have a nice beer afterwards because uh, there's certainly some tales to be told from that 11. Yeah, I think some of those tales are best not shared on a clip that could go public, might get a few into trouble, maybe. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> some of them, perhaps. No, that's great. Well, Chris, thank you very much for your time. It's been good to speak to you. That's all right, it's enjoyable. It's good, it's good to reminisce. Um, yeah. Just while I'm on, um, just while I'm on I'd, I'd like to um, obviously wish everyone at Southend Cricket Club or Southend Economics Cricket Club um, all good health and um, let's hope that next season is a season where um, you get a bit of stability back into the club um, yeah. and uh, enjoy a really good season. Um, just a bit of advice, a bit of advice to everyone. Um, all clubs go through tough times. Yeah, I've been through it many, many times with uh, Old South Indian and South Church. The important thing is you all stick together and continue to enjoy each other's company. Um, and when things, things are tough, um, it tests people's loyalty. So stick together. And I'm sure over the next few years, um, when all the youngsters start to come through, um, the club will be back as, uh, in, the, you know, in, a, in a higher league than what they are now. I see, yeah, we seem to be turning a corner slowly. It's going to take a little bit of time. But as you say, got the right people involved. And people, looking, people enjoyed the summer. So things are going to, it's going to take time, but we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, and good luck. And uh, if at any time anyone needs any help or advice, even though we were the enemy from across the park, um, you've got me number. You can always give me a call. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate your time. Great to speak to you. Thank you very much. All right, talk Take soon. care, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye.